Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have our next guest, Stephen Vander Hayden, who is VP of Growth at OfferZen. Today, Stephen shares his experience building a community for software developers. He talks about how the community began, the uniqueness of a community for developers, and shares some important advice about building trust. Welcome, Stephen, to the Community Corner. I'm excited to have you today. Thanks for having me, Beth. Well, let's dive right in. I would love if you could start by explaining what OfferZen is and what exactly it is that you do in your role. Sure. So OfferZen is a tech talent marketplace that basically means in short is that we get software developers jobs jobs that they we try and uh, get developers jobs that they can have an impact in jobs that they wouldn't otherwise have known generally existed so not your usual facebook and google or the local bank but a place that they can grow in and love so that's basically what we do at our core we're founded on the basic kind of principle of unlocking human potential. And we believe that software developers have some of the most potential out of any humans on the planet. So if we can do that with software developers and help them level up in their careers and find places and ways that they can have an impact, we can have an outsized impact on the planet through that process. So that's what we do. And what exactly do you do in your role? Right. So my role is the vice president of growth very American sounding title. Essentially, I lead the marketing and community teams. We're very focused on the developer side. Given the nature of our uh, industry, there is generally a high demand for software developers. And if you have software developers in your community or on your platform, the demand generally comes. So we're very focused around building out a platform where software developers can find valuable jobs marketing that to software developers and building a community around software developers themselves. So our community is not necessarily around getting a job because you only need to do that once every uh, 1.4 years if you're a developer, but probably more, (laughs) less frequently if you're not. But essentially we kind of, those two are are a pigeon pair, a community in which we try and add value over the long term and a platform in which we try and find people a cool job when they're looking for it. That makes sense. So Question, which came first for OfferZen? Was it the community that came first and then it became a business? Or was it a business and then you built the community? That's the right question. So (laughs) we were founded by two engineer, software engineer brothers sitting on a beach in California. We're a South African company and they just thought to themselves, look, there's so much potential back at home. How can we create a community of these software developers, put them together and you know, create the infrastructure that we have in the Bay Area and on the West Coast of the United States, create that within South Africa, and through that, create value. So it was definitely the community first, and the, we're kind of toying off with, like toying with the idea of running a mentorship program or a recruitment business. And the recruitment business had better unit economics, so it kind of started with the recruitment business because it generated cash faster. But ever since day dot, all the cash we've generated has been invested back in creating a bigger and better community. I actually met the founders. I was running a meetup in my little town around people doing cool stuff with tech. And I invited them to speak at my meetup and 
tell this exact story. And a couple of years later, I work there and run community for them, which is quite ironic. <laughs> hey, isn't that how it works in the software yeah. world? It's like <laughs> people yeah. just find themselves in roles like that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And so what, I mean, I guess that's a good question. What initially drew you to community? Were you working in community before you found this role at OfferZen? So no, so I've been in, in product and essentially, you know, working in at one at the point when I was first got into community, I was selling apps for an app agency. And that was the easiest job I've ever had. It was at that time when basically everybody wanted an app. So basically my job was picking up phones and playing golf, which wasn't very exciting. And I didn't really get to spend time with people making amazing things. So I started that meetup to do that because I am a maker. I like to make stuff and I like to hang with people that understand that and like like it when other people geek out about the stuff they've made. So it was really just um, a pining for connection with people like me. There wasn't much happening. So I started my own meetup and that grew and I think the thing for me that encouraged me along the, this kind of vein was how willing everyone was to jump aboard and support it once we got things going, you know, like the, the sponsors. And you, once you've got a small community, you can start to pull other people in and create like a mini ecosystem or community. And that then gets the momentum. So that was very inspiring for me. Uh, and having joined OfferZen, we've been running for five years now. We've got about 100,000 people that have signed up over that time and a massive community that's super engaged. So I was, I'm able to do that as my day job now, which is better than selling apps and only being able to connect with my community at, at nighttime kind of thing. Fair. Well, and I think you're in the right place when you say you just wanted to geek out with people who've made things. I think <laughs> you're probably in the right place. <laughs> yeah, it certainly feels like it. Awesome. And so what challenges have you had building a community for software developers. Are there any kind of nuances that might be unique to this industry? Yeah, I think so. We recently did big surveys of the kind of industry surveys in the Netherlands and South Africa, which were primarily service. And kind of overwhelmingly, the thing that is important to software developers is growth. And I think it's, it's got something to do with the speed at which the industry moves and consequently how fast they need to move between job roles. So I think the underlying fundamental around why people, why software developers want to spend time with each other and commune essentially is to grow, to learn from each other in that horizontal fashion. And I've, I've been part of other communities where there's often a lot of like stature and competitiveness within the community and having a community creates that framework. But I think in the software developer community, it's very much about learning and horizontal value adds, you know, one-on-one -on -one and kind of very small niche type meetups. It's something that happens quite a lot in the software space. So I think it is definitely around a different driver than what, I'm, what I see generally in the community space. It seems more pure, but I'm obviously way more biased. But it is very interesting. And I think that's also something that's cost us lately, right? So as we've moved to digital, thanks to our friend COVID, that ability to have horizontal conversations and organic kind of peer-to-peer -peer conversations has really just been like all but destroyed. So we've had to work pretty hard to figure out how to maintain that in our community kind of initiatives and, and the things that we do. I like that. I think that's a really 
I mean, to use your word, pure way of looking at community. And I think that people would argue that they also have pretty pure communities. <laughs> yeah. No, I was being super judgmental and biased. I, <laughs> I know. And so in your role, how do you, I guess, measure the value of the work you're doing? How do you prove the, the value of the community? Well, for us, what is interesting about our kind of business, I've been working in marketplace businesses my entire life. And what's interesting is when you're in charge of marketing at a marketplace, you are in charge of supply procurement, which is interesting and an interesting shift that you need to make is that you're not only in charge of marketing your product, but you're in charge of like acquiring one side of the platform and selling the other side of the platform to the other side. So to developers, we sell great jobs and to to companies, we sell developers. Our actual technology product is just kind of the go-between. So for a company, they care about a new feature we add, but a developer doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. A developer really is there to be connected um, with other people. So for us, our network is the value and the community we create around it is the value that we do. And that's how we are trained. So our talent advisors will help a developer get a job if they know it's going to help that developer grow, regardless of whether it's on our platform or not. We don't, we try and invest long-term. And with a niche community like software developers, where there are only so many software developers, and in a region like South Africa, we've reached a large portion of them with this approach. So a community-first approach over an extended period of time means that we have a very high level of brand awareness, large level of brand loyalty. So when we do stuff, people trust us because we respect them enough to try and only do stuff that adds value to the community. So that enables us to do things that generate rands and cents or euros and cents or dollars and cents, depending where you are. And for us, that looks like we don't have to go and pay LinkedIn or Facebook to acquire uh, talent, right? Talent is in our community, so we can do that. Uh, if we want to partner with a bank that wants to you know, get beta users for its API and get feed, kind of early product feedback and that kind of stuff, we have that community and people do kind of partnership deals with us. So for us, it's literally you know, dollar ROI that we can, we can justify it on. But that said, growing communities takes a bunch of time and either very deep pockets or a very good business model. And I mentioned at the beginning of, of this that recruitment is a very has good unit economics, especially in the software developer space, which enabled us to do this over a long period. And I think that's quite interesting as you see a lot of the communities that have grown all end up going into jobs the growth hackers community or the growth communities that all end up going, okay, well, now that we have this audience, you know, let's offer people access to this network through jobs. So I think it's pretty well known that access to your network is value these days. And if you look at the big companies, they will have developer communities that are sitting around them. Definitely. I think you're absolutely right. Especially what you said about being in this world where we're, you know, craving that kind of connection and when it's hard to look for roles, it's hard to find jobs right now because you're competing against a lot of people in the world for these remote jobs specifically. So having a network that kind of can help you and be biased only for you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. unbiased if you where you work, but biased in that they want you to succeed. That that's can make all the difference. Yeah, and I think it it's what it takes time to prove that, right? So we've done many things that just were not didn't add value to our 
our business uh, and we continue to do that but we believe in putting developers like kind of first and caring about what they want and through that that pays off in the long run but you really have to be consistent in your policies and your paradigms and the way in which you approach it and that if you're always trying to add value then that will, will come back because people will trust you i think that is the core essence of a community is as soon as people start to sell out or sell their communities and stuff that the thing dissipates yeah it's a dangerous game i feel like we could have a whole other 15 minute conversation about (laughs) monetizing but like keeping the trust but like also getting sponsors and but still being transparent and that's a whole other conversation absolutely but i have one more question for you and this is one that i've been asking most of my guests at the end of the episode if you could go for lunch with someone in the community industry who would you want to meet? Well, I'm not sure if they're in the community industry, but they're the founder of my the community I'm most kind of active in and I value the most, which is the Reforge community. So it's a community for growth professionals. And Brian Balfour is the ex-VP of growth for HubSpot, which did a really good job of creating community around their product. He's definitely someone I would love to have lunch and, and learn from. And he's created a, a great community around growth professionals that I I value and I am very grateful to be a part of. There you go. Well, maybe I'll get Brian Balfour on the Community Corner podcast (laughs) and then. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. He's also got a a great network of people in the space that uh, he'd probably point you in the right direction. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking some time, Stephen. It was a pleasure to chat with you today. Yeah. Thanks, Beth. It was great. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre.